Welcome to Today on Broadway for Tuesday, November 26, 2019. I am Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, we have something very, very exciting happening here on Broadway Radio later today, coming oh. at about noon today. Oh. Um, we have partnered with our very good friends over at the Curtain Call podcast over in London, John and Matt. I went oh, to see, hey. uh, Yeah, I went to see uh, The Wrong Man with John Schwab, and they are releasing a new, I believe, six-part series about the the show Come From Away and mm-hmm. its journey to make it all the way over to London's West End. Nice. We will be having the episode's debut here in the Broadway radio feed uh, before you can get them anywhere else. If you, We've talked about Curtain Call a lot over the years. Mm-hmm. We've talked to John and Matt uh, a bit. They have an unbelievable podcast where they go behind the scenes of basically every show in London that matters. And, and they have... They do interviews while the show is going on. So Very you cool. can hear ambient stuff from like the stage itself. It's amazing. The That's this exciting. new Yeah, it's such a great show. I love those guys. Um Right up this my com- alley. Yeah, it is so cool. And then uh Matt, who is one of the people one of the hosts of the shows, yeah. he takes photos. He's a photographer. And so they have stuff on their website. They do a bunch of really cool stuff and they're about to become one of the biggest things in the in the theatrical world, I have a feeling. But uh, we'll get to that when they get there. But yeah. for now, the Come From Away podcast, Welcome to the Rock. Um, you can get the first episode in this podcast feed at noon. So make sure that That's you listen to that. Cool. It, yeah, it just came in. I just saw uh, James put it up in the feed ready to go. So I haven't listened to it yet. But uh, I talked to John about it last week when uh, when we went to see the, the Wrong Man together. And he's very, very excited about it. So if he's excited about it, I trust him implicitly. So this should be a really, really cool uh, listen, especially if you love that show, like pretty much anybody who's ever seen it does. Well, now I'm going to have to get into it. Just add another yeah. thing to my list. Yeah, it's a limited series. So it's, you know, you'll have time over the holidays. Series. Yeah, oh, yes. absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, another thing that you can do if you love series and podcasts is head over to patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. Become a patron there. You will get things early um in there and and, uh once we get through the thanksgiving holiday i think we'll be having some more exclusive things going in there by itself not anywhere else so make sure that you get in now you can get in uh and and get in on that all the patreon fun stuff that we've got going on ashley love it love it awesome so let's get into the news and we're going to start off first actually with a pretty interesting announcement yesterday it was announced that tony nominees philippa sue and john ellison conley would be bringing ethan lipton's play tamacho to club thumb in 2020 under the direction of lee silverman the show was first seen as part of the company's 2016 summer works season but now will run for a very limited short time from february 17th through march 14th hopefully that get some extensions in there because that's a short time to see a, a show with that kind of a cast and creative team. tickets will go on sale in early 2020 and it'll run at the conley theater which is actually where i saw bedlam's crucible such a cool venue um so i'm I interested know that to see I've what the, been there it's fantastic it's a really really cool venue and i think just from the way it was set up huh. that bedlam actually put the seats on the where the stage normally is mm. and did the stage where the seats normally are. I don't Ooh, know if that's that. true, um, but that's the way it felt in this room uh, that was fairly know. modular, but it was uh, a pretty cool setup because you actually walked through the stage to get to the seats. So it was pretty interesting. Um, but anyway, back to Tamacho, the, the plot description reads thusly. 
Once again, the citizens of a frontier outpost are looking for someone to rescue them from the terrors of the local villain. Have they met their salvation or an even bigger tyrant when a fiend from the past comes to town? Now, Ashley, I have never seen a show at Club Thumb, but our our friends over at Maximu always talk about how incredible their work is. Mm. Um, So when you take that and then you look at this team, John Ellison Conley, Philip Asu, Lee Silverman, um, I can only imagine that this is going to be a super, super special production. Yeah, an amazing team. And as you said, hopefully they extend that run a little bit because that is way too short of a time. But obviously... (laughs) Club Thumb has done some amazing things. I'm trying to think if I've ever seen a production. Obviously, though, they did the world premiere of what the Constitution means to me there. So they've got some really good work coming out of it that has made it very far. Yeah, I I don't know much about this show in terms of, um, you know, if it's experimental or I I don't know much about it other than this uh, press release. But if those folks are involved, I can only imagine that it will be one of the hot tickets to get in the early spring of 2020. We'll absolutely be there. Hopefully. Extend the run. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Um, All right, let's move on to some more traditional stuff here, Ashley, and let's get into last week's Broadway grosses. It wasn't a particularly good week, as following the closing of Linda Vista, the main stem was down one show and therefore dipped 2%, or about $804,000 week over week. Now, while 24 of Broadway's 35 shows saw numbers in the red, none of them were remarkably large declines, which is good, except for maybe To Kill a Mockingbird, which was coming off of the final week of the original cast. So obviously prices were a little bit inflated to see Celia Keenan-Bolger, sure, yeah. John Ellison Conley's wife. So get both of the uh, <laughs> the Conley-Bolgers uh, mentioned there and, and, and Jeff Daniels and that whole group to see them leave. Obviously those numbers were up. Um, But they dropped 160K, but still did incredibly well, which we'll talk about in a minute. The next biggest decline was Hamilton at 111,000, but it's Hamilton, so who cares? It's fine. Um, It maintained. On their way out any minute. Yeah, seriously. Someone (laughs) needs to get in there and book for the Richard Rodgers. But it maintained its stranglehold on the top grossest spot at $2,654,389. It was followed by Moulin Rouge at $2,058,000. Then The Lion King to Kill a Mockingbird. Tina, Wicked, Ain't Too Proud, Town, Aladdin, and Frozen, all above $2 million. Down at the other end of the scale, the height of the storm was still doing time in Gross's jail. Uh, coming in, uh, it actually dipped sixty k to come in at just over $191,000. 50K above that was the next lowest grossing show, The Lightning Thief. Then uh, a whole $105,000 above that was Oklahoma. Add 9K more, you get to the Great Society at 355000 While there weren't too many dramatic dips, actually, there were some pretty substantive gains. And it's interesting to me what shows those were. Wicked picked up an extra 261000 Lion King was up 191000 Both Frozen and The Inheritance uh, picked up about 140000 Obviously, The Inheritance was coming off of its uh, opening week and... Two-part shows are always doubly hit when it comes to opening week because of the extra output they have to do for press and for uh, opening and stuff. But So that was good to see those go up. Then A Christmas Carol rose 127000 in its opening week. Then Tina, Slava Snow Show, and Aladdin all had six-figure gains as well. It's interesting, actually, that the family-friendly shows all seem to be the ones that rose fairly dramatically last week. But you would think that it was a bit early for that, since the holiday is coming up this week. So I don't think, like, families, 
unless they were getting a jump on the weekend and most of that comes from the weekend. But I think some of that, yeah. Yeah, but you wouldn't think that 100K uh, additionally was all coming just from weekends. Um, but either way, obviously the grosses, when we talk about grosses next week, next Tuesday, they will probably look remarkably different than they did this week. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think obviously those are some substantial gains. I think some people are coming, some families especially are coming in, at least the families that I know, they've got people coming in internationally a little bit early as opposed to family in the States, which this is the, I'm assuming everyone in school has off all of this week. Uh, Uh, I think a lot of of schools might just get a uh, couple days, like yeah. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or just Thursday, Friday, but it depends, yeah. So they'll all be coming in now. I think internet people coming in internationally are going to go see some things that might be considered safe shows like Wicked or Lion King or Frozen. Frozen also has the benefit of having a sequel movie out right yes. now. Yes, it does. And it's one of its stars, Patty Murin, was out last week yeah. filming a filming a Hallmark, Hallmark movie with movie. her husband yes. in in Iceland, yes. of all places, the yes. princess of Arendelle was filming a movie in Iceland. So Love in Iceland, them. yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I, that's what it was called. Yeah, Love in Iceland. Yeah. And I am not afraid or ashamed to say, Ashley, that I love me a Hallmark movie. Like, they're just so easy. Yes. They're like cotton candy that you can watch and you don't have to worry about it. It's like you don't even have to pay attention because they're all the exact same. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's just it's nice and fluffy and I think I've talked about this before, but like after November 7th, 2016, like Mm -hmm. I stopped feeling the need to watch things that were depressing and I started (laughs) searching out things that were more lighthearted and those things fit perfectly with that mantra. So I am good for for Patty. Very open about my absolute desire to write a Christmas Hallmark movie. Like it is a major goal of mine. Yeah, I, I mean, look at all the Broadway so people badly. that have. Yeah, Patty's been in one this year. She's doing another one. Laura Ostis has been in a few. Melissa, or Megan Hilty, mm-hmm. um, Laura Ostis. I think I said, you know, just a, a ton of Broadway people are starting to get into it. Yeah, Leah Michelle is doing like the ABC version of these things. Right. Vanessa yeah. Hudgens is doing two knockoffs for for Netflix. Like, I'm loving all of these light, Hallmark. fluffy. Don't have to think. Yeah, I love give, it. Hallmark, give me a call. I'm going to write a movie Seriously. and I'm going to cast all Broadway people in it. Yeah. You know Raul Esparza is going to be in that one. <laughs> exactly. Raul Esparza yeah. and Patrick Page in Jen There Cola. you go. I love it. Um, anyway, all right, let's move on to some more news. Ashley, on Sunday night, the Evening Standard, which is a, a big theatrically focused publication in the UK, sent out or or had its uh, 2019 awards ceremony. I'm just going to run through some of the big winners in the best actor category. We had Andrew Scott, hot priest, Andrew Scott for present laughter at the old Vic best actress, Dame Maggie Smith for a German life at the bridge theater, best play Pulitzer prize winner, Lynn Nottage winning for sweat at the Don Mar warehouse and the Gielgud theater. Uh, Best director was Robert Icke for the doctor and the wild duck at the Almeida. Best musical, Avita at the Regent's Park Open Air Theater. Mm. My piece, one again. Uh, Anne-Marie Duff at the Don Mar Warehouse's Sweet Charity one for Best Musical Performance. Most Promising Playwright. This one's always interesting to me. Um, Jasmine Lee Jones for her, uh, for her play, Seven Methods of Killing Kylie Jenner. <laughs> All okay. right. 
It's like 50 ways to leave your lover, seven methods of killing Kylie Jenner. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, congratulations to all of those winners. I know they are all regular listeners to today on Broadway. Absolutely. Moving on. Especially Dame Maggie Smith. Dame Maggie Smith. Sir Ian McKellen won the Editor's Award for his onstage tour. Uh, Sir Ian McKellen, also regular listener. Yes, of course. I mean, look, Judy Dench. I've had Judy Dench on this very podcast network. So it makes sense that all of the dames and sirs are regular listeners. They all know each other. Uh, They're all on each other's phones. Yeah, and listen to all the podcast hits. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, All right, Ashley, remember yesterday when we were talking about this week's theatrical schedule, and I talked about we didn't really know all of the shows that were going to be part of CBS's broadcast of the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Do you remember that? I remember it well, yes. Yeah, well, I said at that point, we didn't know what they were going to be, but I'd seen on social media that Mean Girls was recording something. Mm -hmm. It now turns out that Mean Girls is the only show that was recording something because they huh. would be the only Broadway show to perform on the CBS Thanksgiving Parade telecast. That's super weird to me, That's Ashley, because over the years, yeah, we've had a number of shows, like we talked about yesterday, those second year shows, getting an, an opportunity to perform in their theaters and it's filmed ahead of time and they just slot it in there. Um, you know, I didn't go through the list and kind of figure out what I thought could have fit in there, mm. but obviously they're not, you know, Frozen would have been one of them. Obviously, CBS probably not, you know, going to promote a Disney show. Yeah. Um, So I guess so. But like, uh, I'm I'm surprised that, you know, Moulin Rouge isn't doing anything. Um, I would have thought maybe if they're not going to be on the NBC telecast and actually be part of the parade, maybe they'd want to maintain some of that design. Well, I, I guess I can understand. I mean, it's hard to do Moulin Rouge without the set. So I thought maybe there would be a chance that they would film something at the Al Hirschfeld and put it in mm. on CBS. Yeah, but no, absolutely. Nope. But just the Mean Girls, which, uh, you know, I love. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Mean Girls fan. I've, I've talked about it many times here. I've seen it twice. Um, but I'm kind of surprised that there's not more. And it's disappointing, honestly, because I always look forward to sleeping in and then DVRing both <laughs> broadcasts and then fast forward and watching all the Broadway performances. <laughs> of course. I wake up early and I watch the whole thing. But no, it is very yeah. weird. I The thing I could think about for Moulin Rouge is that they don't want to give too much of what is really the money's worth, which is being seeing the set Fair. in person. But still, it's, it's, I don't know, if a Hades town is going to perform... I yeah, and they're doing the Mulan actual Rouge parade. Can. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of surprised. Unless they wanted to give, just give their people the whole day off and figure it is such a taxing Maybe. show, especially on Karen Olivo. Mm. Uh, and she's been sick lately. But anyway. All right, Ashley, we're going to sh- uh, wrap up the show here with one last story. And yesterday it was announced that Joe Ellen Pellman, Joe Ellen Pellman, will be joining the cast of the upcoming feature film adaptation of the prom that will be helmed by Ryan Murphy and becoming to Netflix. She is a, an up and coming actress. She has appeared on HBO's the HBO's the deuce and Amazon's the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Mm-hmm. Of course she is a graduate of the university of Michigan. <laughs> um, but she is. <laughs> sorry, joining I the I'm sorry. I can't share this disdain. <laughs> it's just not this week. <laughs> not this week, Satan. Not this week. Oh, uh, anyway, she joins the star-studded cast that features Meryl Streep, James Corden, Nicole Kidman, Kerry Washington, Keegan-Michael Key, Andrew Reynolds, and of course, Ariana DeBose. Joe Ellen Pellman will be playing the central role of Emma, which Caitlin Kinnanen played on the Broadway. Mm-hmm. She'll be playing opposite Ariana DeBose, who will be playing 
um, the role that Izzy McCullough played, um, which is, uh, oh, what is her name? She has that song, Green, Alyssa Green. Alyssa Green, Green, yeah. So um, very cool that basically everybody else in this film is a big major Mm A-list movie star, and then you bring in somebody who's at the beginning of their career. Um, So super, super cool with that. Not only that, and I mean, I've spent a lot of time complaining about the prom casting so far. Uh, I'm glad to have at least one role cast. I'm really happy about I know from doing a not so deep dive into her Instagram and her website that she's queer and that feels like a minor miracle to me to actually have a queer female actor play a queer female character just as much as and sorry go ahead I was gonna say just as much as having a musical centered on a queer female character felt like a miracle to me yeah well I mean Ariana DeBose is also queer uh, as well so to have both of the queer characters um in this film at the center uh, of this story the young high school um i don't know if they ever actually say whether Alyssa is a lesbian or bisexual or whatever but i mean to have them both be played by queer actresses is a fantastic thing especially because they were both played by queer actresses on broadway as well so um i think that's a, a really nice move and of course you would expect something like that from ryan murphy who is also very always very conscious about representation uh both on and off screen for his productions sure would have would have liked to see a less white lead cast uh it's only yeah. slightly, slightly better than the stage versions cast ryan murphy doesn't necessarily have the best tracker track record on that which is why i kind of hesitated there but i mean yeah it, i'm yeah. i'm excited for it i'm yeah i love I mean, the show got- so much yeah, you've got Keegan Michael Key, you've got mm-hmm. Kerry Washington, you've got uh, Ariana. Do we DeBose. know what Kerry Washington is doing yet? Have they announced that? Yeah, she's playing Mrs. Green. Oh, okay. so she's playing I Ariana DeBose's mother. Yeah, so um, so that works. That's a that's a Good. part that was white in the uh, original cast that is now played by a woman of color. I get is Keegan Michael Key. I, is he playing the principal? Yeah. I okay, so that so. was a, a part Michael that was Collins, a, that's yeah. a man of color. Yeah. But either way, I'm very excited. I love the prom. Uh, I, I don't too. know if this will be able to achieve the level of emotion that I felt sitting in the theater watching Mm-mm, it. Uh, yeah. Because, God, it just made me bawl like a little baby and then <laughs> cry laughing yes. as well. So uh, I, I'm optimistic because the cast is super fantastic. And everyone's going to see it because Meryl Streep is in it. So. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That's all we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWWMatt. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at no, this is Ashley. All right. Two things that y'all have to do. You have to come back into this feed y'all. around noon Eastern time and listen to the first episode of the Welcome to the Rock curtain call yes. come from away limited series and then head over to patreon.com slash broadway radio join our little family over there and gain all of the, uh, the, the the great stuff that will be coming your way we are super thankful for you and, and everybody who's already done that so uh, thank you blessed. again hashtag blessed um, <laughs> thank you for everybody for listening have a great Tuesday James and I will be back to uh, finish out your shortened week. Yeah. Uh, James, I don't I don't think James knows that yet. So, James, as you are listening he to this. He vaguely knows. We kind of talked about knows. it last week. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, you are doing um, uh, Robbie Rizell's show. Yes. Uh, his, his birthday uh, extravaganza. Yeah. Happy birthday, Robbie. Happy birthday, Robbie. Everybody loves Everyone Robbie. go see his show. Yes, You've please, got limited it. chances to do so. Damn it, Janet. Because cabaret is hard. <laughs> it's a hard knock life out there in the streets.